So if you're moving from a city apartment out to the burbs, you probably have a much bigger kitchen now. That doesn't necessarily mean it's more efficient. So today, we're going to get into it. So grab your cup of coffee, or if it's cocktail hour, grab your cocktail, and come sit at the table and join the conversation. Here we go. You're listening to Welcome Home to the Suburbs. Designing a new home to be your family's sanctuary can feel impossible during the stress of moving. In this podcast, interior designer Jill Kalman shares practical advice, design wisdom, and lifestyle tips for anyone moving to a new home. You'll learn all about the psychology of a well-designed home and how to survive the move and thrive in your new life. Say goodbye to overwhelm and hello to a home you love to come back to every single time. Here's your host, Jill Kalman. So today I'm so excited to have with me Ria Rueda. And Ria is a lifestyle public relations executive, and she is currently the brand ambassador of the Monogram Design Center at a Toro Appliance. She is the ambassador for the new Monogram line of appliances. And so today we're going to talk a lot about the kitchen and cooking, trends, what's new in appliances, and some of the wonderful features and benefits of the Monogram appliance line. Prior to being the ambassador at Atoro, Rhea has a very seasoned experience in the industry handling launches and promotions of some of the world's most respected luxury and consumer product brands. She began her career working in several top LA-based lifestyle PR agencies and supervising the publicity campaigns for luxury brands like Diamond Information Center, Salvatore Ferragamo, and Moe and Chandon. She later transitioned to an in-house position at Mattel, managing PR campaigns for the girls' division, which included Barbie Doll, Barbie Consumer Products, and Polly Pocket. And Rhea has located from the West Coast to Connecticut in 2003. She's a foodie at heart, and that's probably why she and I get along so well. But she's motivated by a passion for local cuisine and a compulsion to keep up with food trends. So I'm really happy to have her here today. She had joined Atoro Appliance in 2018 as their brand ambassador, and she's based in the Monogram Design Center at Atoro here in Connecticut. She manages the showroom and conducts outreach programs to regional builders, architects, designers, and consumers to generate awareness about the Monogram brand via cooking demonstrations and industry events. So welcome, Rhea, and I'm so happy to have you here today. Thank you for having me. I'm honored. Great. I'm so glad. So as I mentioned in my introduction to the audience, I have Ria Rueda here with me today, and she is the brand ambassador at Atoro for Monogram Appliances. And we're here today to talk about kitchens and trends in kitchens and cooking and appliances and specifically some of the monogram appliances. So we're going to get all into it. And Rhea, like me, is a foodie. <laughs> so we can definitely talk food and a little cooking. I'm actually going to be doing an episode soon, Rhea, about cooking. Awesome. So the two will tie in nicely together. So I, you know, I gave a brief introduction to what you do, but if you want to get started and just let the audience know a little bit about yourself, that'd be great. Sure. Well, I have been in public relations for over 20 years and working for consumer brands. And the path that led me to this position (laughs) was actually really serendipitous. Again, I've worked in the agencies. I've worked in-house. I've worked for a large restaurant group. And my love for cooking and planning events 
led me to Tony Itoro, who is the CEO of Itoro Appliance in Norwalk. So at that time, the Monogram Design Center was just being built in his showroom. Mm -hmm. It was in New York. They closed that down. That was in the A&D building. And they wanted to invest in creating a showroom in his store. So it is the only other monogram design center in the country outside of the one, the flagship in Chicago, which is the Merch Mart. So this particular design center showcases over 30 appliances. It's a live kitchen. And my job is to interface with builders, architects, designers such as yourself, and consumers to educate them about the brand. Because as both you and I know, there are other brands in the market that people are more familiar with. And Monogram Appliances, while it has been around for a while, there's been a lot of innovation, a lot of really cool appliance introductions. So, you know, knowledge is key. It's good to you know, spread the love. So I'm on board to go ahead and educate people about the brand. And I do that via cooking demonstrations and, and little events. So like yourself, it helps to not just be a foodie, but one who does like to entertain and cook. So I can certainly relate to all types of customers. Definitely. And just for the audience, for those who are new to Fairfield County, what we're referring to is in Norwalk, Connecticut, the appliance company Rhea's with is A Toro Appliance. Tony A Toro is the owner. They are a longstanding company that's been here for a long time. And they're great just appliance center in general. And they do have state-of-the-art cooking kitchens set up to actually test drive the appliances, which is amazing. And for members of our audience that are not in the Fairfield County area, we are speaking about some monogram appliances today, which in your area, you could probably locate at local appliance center. So I just wanted to clarify that for the audience. So as I mentioned, we're going to talk about food and the kitchen and cooking and appliances today and how they all tie in together. So let's start with what are some of the general trends in all of those areas that you are seeing right now? Well, what I'm seeing, and again, using the pandemic as an example, sure. um, as we are not to. <laughs> right, exactly. Right. People, you know, people were staying at home. So mm-hmm. whether you were a novice in cooking or you were an expert, you sure as heck are cooking a lot more at home, right? Mm -hmm, People mm -hmm. spent a lot of time in their kitchens these past seven months and figuring out what they like and more importantly, what they dislike and would like to change or improve upon. So hence the kitchen appliance business, especially here at iToro, has just skyrocketed, right? So people are just making changes. And then there's people that were always on track to go ahead and renovate. Another thing too is about nutritious eating. So nutritious eating could be anything from air frying to steam ovens, And then we're also talking about speed. So Mm. cooktops, like an induction cooktop that can really not just hold the temperature, right, but can just go ahead and just boil that water very quickly when you've got, you know, a hungry family waiting, right? So that, that is always a good thing, too. Uh, so I have ordered my induction cooktop. It's actually in, sitting at a Toro, and uh, I cannot wait to get it. I'm just waiting for my island to be completed. But yeah, I can't wait to get that. And I tested it, and as somebody who cooks a lot, I was blown away. I mean, 
I've been kind of following induction for a while anyway, thinking that it's pretty cool. But when I actually, when it came time for me to actually have to replace my cooktop in my house, I tested it and just, like I said, the efficiency of it. And I mean, it's also a good point to bring up for safety. Like if older people in the house or kids in the house, what's nice is you don't risk leaving that pilot light on, you know, That's correct. That which is, is a correct. nice... I mean, that's kind of a nice feature, but it also just looks really sleek and minimal too. It does. And, you know, you have people that are diehard, you know, gas users. And I have to be honest with you, prior to Monogram, you know, I love, you know, cooking with gas too, but prior to Monogram, I, I didn't know anything about induction. So mm-hmm. for your listeners, an induction cooktop basically is working with electromagnetic energy here. So when you place the pot down, the magnet's touching it and it's heating that whole pot or, you know, whatever, you know, whatever it is that you've got there, whatever size and whatever the magnets do not touch remains cool. Another thing about it is the cleaning feature. Come on. Mm -hmm. I mean, you can Mm -hmm. just wipe that down. You don't have to worry about all that yucky gook should things overflow and whatnot. It's so easy to clean. Yeah. And we boiled a pot of macaroni, uh, you know, a pasta. And I mean, it. I don't know the exact, but it, I felt like it was half the time yeah. easily to get the yeah. water to boil and throw yeah. the pasta in when we did it. So, I mean, yeah, it's really, it's pretty amazing. Do you think with COVID, I mean, yes, everything in the home business, whether you need a plumber, whether you need something power washed, everything to do with home is just so overwhelmed right now. Do you think that trends you're seeing, like things people want and like, is different now than when it was before COVID when somebody was renovating though? Not so much that renovations are up, but if you're going to renovate, are you looking for different things now than you were before? I'm just curious. Maybe not, but I'm just curious. I'm not sure. I don't think so. However, I do think that because of COVID, people are far more conscientious. I think Mm -hmm. that people have had time to do the research. Again, it goes back to having to spend so much time in your kitchen. Mm -hmm. And if you weren't cooking often before for your two, three, four children, right? Mm -hmm. You're doing it a lot more now. And I think people have just taken the time to figure out what they really need. Well, yeah. And I think when you talk about the kitchen overall and a renovation or a remodel, somebody who might not have really looked at their floor plan in their kitchen before and figured out if it was efficient, now because they are home more and they are actually using the kitchen more, I'm finding even in the design process, and I've always done this, I want to find out A, how to use the space most efficiently and B, how to make that cooking triangle as efficient as possible. And as somebody who cooks, I usually have a good sense of it, like where everything needs to be. So, you know, there was one we did recently and the fridge was really just far away from everything. And I'm like, when we redo this kitchen, the fridge has to go all the way over here on the opposite side. And we did it and they were like, oh my God, that was a game changer. You know, so I I do think you're right. There's more time to think about it. And, And if you're not using a designer as a consumer, you have the time at home to be like, you know, I feel like I am walking too far to the fridge when I'm cooking or the stove could be moved or whatever, it does give us a different perspective for sure. Yeah, 1000%. And I think that there are some appliances that people perhaps may not have even put on their radar that they may 
incorporate in the future should they have the room. A really good example of that would be an under-counter refrigerator, right? Mm -hmm. So if you're cooking, sometimes you want to be able to put maybe refrigerated staples right there so you can grab it when you're cooking. Alternatively, your kids, make your kids more self-sufficient. Sometimes going in the refrigerator may not be easy for a little one. However, Mm -hmm. they can pull a drawer and they can get their, you know, their beverages or whatnot. It makes it a little bit easier. Yeah. And we'll get into it in a little bit, but even the speed oven, the speed oven, I think is a great replacement for the microwave. I'm actually thinking of taking my microwave out and doing a speed oven and getting the toaster oven off the counter and just having a regular toaster and a speed oven. I mean, so yeah, plus obviously the speed of cooking. I think people who didn't cook before and are now forced to more because I mean, let's face it, there is takeout it's hard to do it every single night, for, right. you know, or every single day with three meals. I think that the people who, whether you cooked or you didn't, you're doing so much volume. And particularly during lockdown, even for me as somebody who cooked, the volume I was doing was ridiculous and yeah. it gets tiring, but you do want things that are efficient. So, I mean, we're going to talk about that in a little bit. So when we talk about moving from a city setting to a suburban setting, you know, typically people are going to go from a much smaller kitchen, you know, maybe a galley kitchen, tiny, to a much larger one. So the kitchen can be and really is a showcase of the home. It has been for a while. I also call it the hub of the home. A lot of the activity takes place there. When you are entertaining at home, even prior to COVID, it does seem to be like everybody lands up in the kitchen, right? Absolutely. But I think we want it to be much more than a showcase, right? And it's more than that right? Yes. And I, very similar to what you're saying, I believe that the kitchen is the heart of the home. When I entertain, or even when you entertain, if you are cooking in there and your beverages are anywhere remotely near the kitchen, everyone seems to be congregating where the food and the beverages are, right? Yep. Yep. So, I think moreover, you know, we talked about functionality, which in my personal opinion is the most important thing. And me too, you know, it just needs to work. And I think that you need to have appliances there that are useful for you. But at the same time too, you know, the kitchen is a place where it's a very well utilized room. So Mm -hmm. you're going to spend a lot of time in it. Not only do you want the function, but I understand you want it to be aesthetically appealing too. Yeah. And so I think one thing that I caution my clients on who are moving from a city setting to a suburb, and they do this with other rooms in the home too. They assume that because they have so much more square footage from what they're leaving to what they're coming to, that it's automatically just more efficient and better. Right. But they find once they move in, maybe not because however the house might've been laid out before doesn't really work for them or, you know, and so even though it's bigger, it doesn't mean it's more efficient or functions right. So going back to, you know, when you think about space planning, it's important. And some people moving, they're not all moving into brand new turnkey homes. And a lot of times they have a kitchen that they do have to renovate. So I think it is important to think of it as the space, how it's going to function. It is the showcase of the house, but like anything else in the house, it doesn't need to be so precious or museum pretty. You want it to look beautiful, but work well, you know, Absolutely. I guess is my point, you know? Absolutely. So having said that, what I think is funny when I really think back on it, I don't know when it happened, but maybe you do. I don't know when appliances became such a status symbol, but they did. And there was a time when they weren't. I mean, 
you had what you had. And if you were a good cook, it could, I mean, listen, my grandmother had a four coil electric burner stove (laughs) and an oven. My grandmother made the most delicious food you've ever tasted in your life. But I'm just curious if you happen to know, when did it become such a status symbol? My gosh, I have to be honest with you. I have no idea. I mean, you know, as I said, I do love to cook, but my love for cooking Mm. didn't start until I was in my, it had to be maybe my late 20s. And that's only Me because, too. I mean, like you, my mom was a gourmet cook and she loved to bake. So I yeah. was very, very spoiled. I was, you know, but listen, I've been a great eater since day one. That's something. <laughs> <laughs> Me <had>. too. <laughs> but, but my mom, well, we moved around a lot. My father's company would transfer him. And I think toward the end, she was going ahead and making her appliance requests. So I Mm -hmm. grew up with Viking. Okay. Mm -hmm. And I think it's not like my mom really cooked on it before. It was a status thing, which goes back to what we were talking about, about, you know, the whole status thing with appliances. I think it's kind of like fashion. It's a, or mm. cars. Mm-hmm. I know that sounds really strange. No, but- I was about to liken it to a car, but what I'm trying to say is, do you remember there was a time when it wasn't though? Like, cause I do it. What you didn't really think about your appliances as status. And I guess now that you say it, when my parents were building a house in the eighties and they were big cooks, I mean, they did put in Gagano ovens. I don't necessarily think they did it for status and they did a sub-zero fridge. It wasn't status, but they cooked a lot. They stored a lot of food. So they wanted, they did want a certain performance, I guess. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think it all kind of weaves in together. If we were to nail down a time together, Joe, I would say the 80s. The 80s was a really big decade for mm-hmm. extravagance. So I think that would be fair to assume that the 80s, especially, you know, I'm from California. We moved to Westport about 18 years ago. I mean, I came from Orange County. So that's like land of track homes. There was so much development going on in that Mm -hmm. area. They were, you know, definitely, you know, upping the game, not necessarily sub-zero, but you could just tell like just certain features, you know, that they were putting in the house. I think if we were to nail it down, I would say the 80s. Yeah, I just think it's an interesting tidbit to look at and consider because like I said, I had a grandmother who made food that would make most people just fall on the floor with the taste. (laughs) She didn't have anything near a Viking range at that state, you know, and my great grandmother, forget it. She had that really old style gas burner stove. They were like enamel. The stove was enamel and the four burners on top. She cooked like like no one else I know. But it, it is funny because they have become very much like a car, very much like a status symbol for fashion. And again, it comes down to function and how you want things to work. So I like to caution people there too, like don't go straight for that because of that. Make sure it has what you need because yeah. even though they're all high performance, they're all high performance in different ways. 1000%. And I don't, you know, I've never been one to sit there. I mean, I certainly look at trends. I, I'm very appreciative of that. However, you know, when people come in, for example, the some of the things that they will say is, oh, well, the resale, oh, the resale value, I need to put, you know, X brand in. And I think that's relevant to a point. Certainly, if it's the houses of a certain price point and some of the other luxury brands are in there, that makes sense. Yes. However, you know, and again, we live in a county that's quite affluent. There's a lot of building going on, a lot of renovating. So I think that 
the, the other luxury brands are out there in the market. So there's that familiarity, right? So when yeah. you're hearing it more and more, and also too, people get affected by what other people tell them. So whether you know, Jane down the street has it and, you know, you're kind of keeping up with the Joneses or your broker is telling you, oh, well, no, you really need to have this. I think people fall into that. And I don't necessarily believe that. I feel like, especially now, especially with all these like homes being scooped up, people are going to come in. They either want two things. They're either A, we just want the appliances is the kitchen all set? We don't need to do anything with it. Or B, mm-hmm. they want to just go ahead and mix it all up and put whatever the heck they want. So it could be the highest of the highest in there. But if somebody wants to rip it out, they will. Don't you agree? Oh, yeah. oh I've totally seen that happen. Absolutely. You're a thousand percent right. Yep. Completely. So let's talk specifically about the monogram line because Let me tell you what a wonderful eye-opening experience to learn about this line. I am part of the Monogram Collective, which if you want to tell our audience what that is, but I'd love to get into it because when it comes to things like aesthetics, technology and appliances, ease of cooking, speed, ease of use, function, the whole thing, I think we have a lot to cover there. So I'd love to really get into it about the line. Thanks. So... You know, as I said earlier, the Monogram Design Center has been here at Itoro Appliance for, we just celebrated the second year anniversary. So Monogram was rebranded. It was formerly known as GE Monogram because it was of GE Appliances. So GE Appliances was sold three years ago to the hire company. Hire is a very large appliance manufacturer and they have really pumped a lot of money into the brands. And so everything from marketing to product innovation, you know, they've really been rocking and rolling there. So amongst the three kitchen brands of G appliances, it's Monogram, which is the luxury line, then mm-hmm. Matera's Cafe, and then there's Profile. And each one has its own identity. Mm-hmm. So Monogram is, as far as our competitors, would be Sub-Zero Wolf, Thermidor, Viking, you know, Gagano, it's all up in, you know, in that top tier. So what we wanted to do was create the Monogram Designer Collective, which was a group of interior designers and architects who would be brand ambassadors. Thank you, Jill, for being one of them. And, you know, it was a curated group that we put together. So let's start to talk about the products so people are familiar with the line. So when it comes to heating, you have a choice of gas, electric, and we talked about induction. They have an amazing speed oven, and then we have the hearth oven. So let's talk about that first in their line. Mm -hmm. Okay. So And some of the features. Absolutely. So one thing that I did want to bring up, and we were talking about trends right now because of COVID is, again, everyone knows this, people were baking, like baking up a storm. (laughs) So uh, Monogram's wall ovens are special in a few ways. Now this year, they are no knobs. It's all LCD screens. And the features are really great because it's a true European convection oven. So not only is there a fan for convection in the back, there's actually a heating element back there too. And there's a direct air fan up on top. So everything cooks evenly. So that makes baking just so much easier for those who love to bake cookies and case. Mm. And then 
for those and bread. Are, people are making a lot of bread. bread. People are <laughs> yes, tons of bread. I do not like to eat it. I do not. However, the wall ovens also have a proof mechanism. So that's mm-hmm. really great for proofing. They've added a couple of other features. Remember earlier I said that I find that people are thinking about nutrition and people were going out and buying out air fryers left and right. Well, now there's an air fry feature, mm-hmm. on the mm-hmm. wall, which is really great. And there's also yep. a dehydrate feature too. So I have an experience for that, but I will. You know, those are the wall ovens. As far as the speed cook, so it's called the five-in-one wall oven using Advantium technology. This Advantium oven is what it was formerly known, has been around for over 10 years. This technology is unique to the appliance market. No other brand has it. I mean, they other brands have speed cooks, but not like this. What makes this special is it's using radiant heat and halogen heat, and it's called five-in-one because it convection bakes and broils. It's a microwave, toasts, warms and precision cooking so Mm. here we are eliminating a microwave and a toaster right yes and by the way i roasted a chicken in 30 minutes in it and everybody's reaction everyone thinks that i'm just like talking smack but it's the truth and do you remember you take the preheating out of it Mm -hmm. totally so you know you're saving time and again it's a great wall oven for those who cook or for the novices because it's spoon feeding you information there's 175 pre-programmed recipes which sounds overwhelming but it literally walks you through the process and then you know microwaving sure you can use it as a traditional microwave but if you wanted to customize something you can add 30 of your recipes too or there's a coffee reheat. So that's a really cool feature. And that's an oven that you would use daily. I was about to say, after I use that and I cook a lot, I was like, honestly, I wouldn't need to use my regular wall oven unless I was, unless it was a holiday having where I had to do a really large roast. But for every day, you can use it every single day and not even need another oven. I also thought in that regard, if you are in a city setting or a smaller kitchen setting, that could just be your one oven and it would completely function for everything, which is really great. Yeah. Cause it's so much smaller, takes up so much less space. Yeah. Yeah. It does take up less space. I mean, you can get 27 inches or the 30 inch and it's just, I mean, it's perfect for an apartment, especially in New York city apartment. We've got a lot of clients that have purchased it because again, you're using it daily. You can cook all of your courses in that thing. You can cook everything. Oh my God. It blew me away. That thing. (laughs) I know. I remember, but like what you said, for example, this is what I tell people too. So let's just say the holidays are around. You can cook your hors d'oeuvres and your little apps and then transfer it to the five in one and use their warming oven there for up to three hours and then cook your big stuff in the wall oven. So, you know, oftentimes people will say, why do I even need an oven then? Well, the cavity is small. That's why you need a big oven. So for speed and ease, the five in one is amazing. And then we have the hearth oven. So the Hearth oven is a showpiece amongst the monogram appliance brand. So what it was, it was originally called the pizza oven. Mm. And there's an LCD screen and you can go ahead and scroll to see the different types of pizzas you can make. And the recipes are already pre-programmed. So it's everything from flatbread to Neapolitan to, you know, Detroit style pizza. There's a lot of thought and technology put in that. And there's nothing like it in the market. It 
is the only electric fully integrated pizza oven in the market. So we're looking at the size. It's it's 30 inches, just like a regular single wall oven, you know, and plug and play. You do not need extra ducting. You don't need any extra like ventilation system. It's all there. So the thing is, is, you know, I've got, thankfully, I've got one in my showroom. And while I've may have made pizza a handful of times, I usually cook other things. So because it's a pizza oven, there's a dome and that can go up to 1300 degrees and the stone can go up to 800 degrees. So you can play around with your temperatures if you're doing something custom. But I have cooked everything from steak to seafood, veggies, dessert, roasted oysters. I mean, the one yeah, that's thing- a, sorry to interrupt you. That's like another oven that you could really use every day. For your everyday cooking. Yes, you for, can. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, you can. And again, it's electric. You're literally turning it on or off. It doesn't fully heat up your kitchen where you feel like you are just burning up in your kitchen. Mm-hmm. Even, you know, and the thing is too, is like comparatively speaking to other pizza ovens, I usually do my setting at say 1100 on the dome and 800 on the stone. If mm-hmm. I was to do that in a traditional wood oven pizza, it would take four hours. It takes me about 20, 25 minutes to heat up to that temp. Yeah. Yeah. That's great. Yeah. And you know, I mean, what I felt was eye opening was we actually had a whole other set of appliances picked out and due to COVID, the project got delayed. And then when we were redesigning the kitchen and the monogram test kitchen was installed at Atoro, I wanted to go and check it out. And as someone who cooks a lot and had other appliances picked out, I just want to say this rivals them all. Like, And so people should definitely consider it. I'm not just saying that because I was asked to be on the collective because I didn't know much about it when I was asked to be on it. And I learned about it. And now, like you said at the beginning of the interview, you know, like knowledge is power, right? And really doing your homework on it. I was so blown over by the performance of these appliances and my husband was as well, that it was like a no brainer decision. So So having, having said that, let's talk about refrigeration and dishwashers and really the whole line briefly about what it includes and technology. Because when we talked about trends, you didn't mention if people were looking for technology in their appliances. I have heard that it's becoming more popular. And if it is, these can all be integrated, which is amazing. So let's let's touch on that. There are many types of refrigerators that are within the monogram appliances line. Just go ahead and talk about current trends right now. You know, you've got your your traditional side-by-side built-in refrigerator. You know, you got your freezer on the left, the refrigerator on the right. Some people like the water dispenser, some people don't, but that would be the leading best-selling refrigerator, right? Mm-hmm. And I think that's mm-hmm. across most appliance brands, to be honest with you. My personal favorite are the columns. The columns are awesome because you can put them side by side, or you can separate them because they're two separate units. I like it from an energy efficiency standpoint because it has LED lighting. It's very aesthetically appealing when you open it. Mm -hmm. However, that was also done purposely because of universal design and universal design is uh, basically the term is for aging in place, people of all generations Mm -hmm. or disabilities, et cetera, et cetera. So, Mm -hmm. you know, the, the shelves are lined with the LED lighting and while it looks all pretty, it's really meant for somebody who whose vision is waning and they can't see the edge of the 
shelf. There's hydrophobic shelving, which prevents mm-hmm. the small spill from getting larger. The materials are excellent. We're talking aluminum, the same aluminum that's used on Learjets to keep things cold and glass. Mm-hmm. That's your shelving. And then they're also all lined with a, you know, a rubber mat. So not only are things kept sturdy inside the fridge and freezer, you can remove it to clean it and like the drawer liners too. And lastly, I drink tons of water. So I do appreciate it. There is a picture in there that resembles a Brita, but it is not. There is, you know, it's got a filter. And what's cool about it is that when you need more water, it goes ahead and it autofills it. So there's a detector, mm-hmm. you just put it back in the plant. So th- that's, you know, those are the columns and they come in a variety of sizes. So what I really noticed about the whole line is they really thought a lot of things out. And yeah. and that is what leads to good design. When you really think about usage, what people need, how people function. Some people think design is strictly aesthetic. It's actually not. Real design is really about thinking about all these various things. And so the amount of detail that they put into the thought process of that, like the aging in place, and I saw how the LED lights, you know, showed you where the edge was. I mean, that was brilliant. You know, there's not a lot of lines, or I don't even know if there is another line that does that. So that really is what, in my opinion, is the definition of good design. Having said that, aesthetically, I will say all of the appliances were very streamlined, highly attractive, also easy to integrate with other things because like in my kitchen, we're not replacing the dishwasher in the refrigerator right now because they don't need to be. They're relatively new. But the wall oven, the cooktop, everything that I picked out works with everything I have. So they are as streamlined as the other lines I found. I think that too. And, you know, one other trend I do want to touch upon that I've noticed is, you know, again, integrated appliances. So having that seamless look where your fridge just melts in with your cabinetry, a lot Mm -hmm. of paneling, a lot of customers are, you know, working with designers or cabinet makers to just do custom panels, you know, so that, you know, some people don't want the stainless steel look. So, you know, a lot of the appliances in the monogram line are able to be, to have panels on them, which is great. Yeah. I guess I would say anything that consumers know about other high-end lines, if they don't know about this, they should look at it because it offers it all and then some. That's really what I would say about it is you got, you know, like me, I had something selected, but I needed to find out about this and it really rivals, you know, the other lines. Yeah. And I think that another thing too, and you, you said it and it's something that I am proud to share with clients is it's, innovation, not just from a design perspective, but for Wi-Fi connectivity. So are there people coming in? I find that the younger generation finds that to be important. And so some people, when I bring it up, some people sort of roll their eyes and some people go, wow, that's really cool. So what does that mean? All of the refrigerators, the ovens, the dishwasher, part of the hearth oven, there is Wi-Fi connectivity. So Mm -hmm. you have the opportunity of downloading an app and doing Mm -hmm. this from your phone or connecting it with Alexa. And so, for example, with the wall oven, you can preheat your oven. Say you're on your way home and you've got to get dinner ready. You can do it from your phone in the car so that when you get home, you can just go ahead and pop the food into 
the oven. Yeah. I think to me, that's like amazing. Yeah. Yeah. Because I'm always the one at the end of the day running to the market to grab the stuff quickly, but the preheating the oven, it's like if, if that could just be done by the time I walk in, that saves so much time to get dinner ready. Exactly. And like, yeah. think about how many times that we've left the house and said, oh my gosh, did we turn off the oven? Right? Mm-hmm. So yep. you can do it from your phone. Again, like timers. So you can set timers for your cooktops, the hearth oven, the wall oven. For the refrigerator, you can increase and decrease the temperature in there too. For mm-hmm. all of your clients is that if there's a power outage, you'll get an alert. Your service person, if you ever needed to get things serviced, well, they can just download whatever it is that they could see so they could check out the diagnostics. The dishwasher, people crack up. They're like, well, seriously, there's Wi-Fi connectivity? Well, I am proud to sit there and say that the dishwashers are very, very quiet. And if they're paneled, it's hard to tell sometimes if it's still on. But you can do the Wi-Fi connectivity to see if your cycle's done. You mm-hmm. can program your pods. It can just tell you, okay, time to go buy a new pods or, you know, mm-hmm. whatever that may be. Delayed, you know, a delayed start or delayed mm-hmm. wash. Mm-hmm. So I think it's not something you have to use. I tell clients it's just there. And, right. you know, it, it's there for you if you want to use it. Well, and I think it is becoming a little bit more on trend because as our homes are becoming smart homes, as we call them, and so much is being integrated, a lot of people are now integrating appliances. And even I was at a, a faucet supplier recently, and now the faucets are no touch and controlled by iPhone. Yeah, How about that? That's amazing. <laughs> Whoever thought of that. So, I mean, I do think like everything else, you know, technology moves much faster than we do sometimes. You know, it's arriving and it's going to become part of life. So I think it's great that it has it. I mean, think about it like with the holidays coming up, if I'm sitting here and I'm cooking, mm-hmm. you know, whatever, I'm mixing something and I just can't step away from it and I could just talk and tell Alexa to preheat my oven at 350. I mean, I just saved myself some time and stress. Well, right. So like even if you're not doing it from the car, but yeah, or even, yeah, yeah you could just be multitasking at home and be like, you know what? I'm in the home office, but let me tell Alexa to get the oven going because in 20 minutes I will be in the kitchen ready to start prepping. I mean, yep. that's great. So this has been really cool. Let's wrap it up with giving. I always love to leave our audience with some advice or tips. So any best advice for shopping for new appliances or any other tips you would have regarding your kitchen appliances or anything that we've touched upon? My advice would be honest with yourself in how you want to use your kitchen. Like how Mm -hmm. do you seriously use your kitchen? What is important to you for functionality and what type of appliances work for you? I would go Mm -hmm. ahead and write all that down and then you can figure out what's the style. Am I more of a pro look person, a professional style, or do I want something a little bit more contemporary? But I Mm -hmm. think the number one thing is to definitely think about how you use your kitchen and, you know, do you cook or not cook, et cetera? What's important to you to sit there and feed your family? To be open, be open mm-hmm. to listening, you know, working with your sales associate and looking at several brands. Sometimes what you think you're dead set on one particular brand may not be the case. You know, mm-hmm. you can actually, like yourself, find something, you know, another brand carries you were just unaware. And I also think that mixing brands is okay. Like for, you know, something that one appliance brand doesn't have, but the other one does, and it's going to work in your kitchen, dimension wise, mm-hmm. et cetera, go for it. You don't have to necessarily be matchy matchy. 
I think that's a great point to bring up. Yeah, that's really good that you said that. And I also think for people moving from the city to the suburbs, the other thing I'll just mention is your kitchen is going to become probably more important here than it was in the city. And you may not know until you live in the house for a little while. And so my suggestion too is really getting a sense for your new lifestyle here and the part that the kitchen is going to play in the house. And then from there, like you just said, figure out what you're going to need and want because there is a transition happening where it's a different lifestyle happening. And like I said, that, you know, you may take out less living in the suburb. You know what I mean? You, you may gather more in the kitchen because it's bigger. So all those things, as funny as they sound, as simple as they sound, have an effect on our lifestyle. So that would be my sort of two cents as well. Yeah, I believe it. Yeah. So this was great. I loved chatting about all of it. Definitely. If you're in the Fairfield County area, go check out a Toro. They have a great showroom with all the brands featured and you can see them installed with the cabinetry, how they work, how they operate, give them a test. I mean, it's it's really great if you're in the area. If you're not in the area, I hope this was helpful as far as just discussing you know, various brands. And if you want to check out Monogram in your area, I would definitely advise it. So Rhea, I'll close the show by having you tell listeners basically any social media platforms or anywhere they can find and reach you. Okay. Well, the best place to sit there and reach me is via email. You can email me at ria at itoro.com. It's A-I-T-O-R-O. And if you want to follow us on social media, it's at Itoro Appliance on Facebook and on Instagram. And the website is itoro.com. So those are the best ways to sit there and, and see what we have going on. To your point, it's a 12,000 square foot showroom carrying everything from core brands to the luxury brands with you know almost 10 live kitchens so if you want to go ahead and explore something that happens to be at the monogram design center feel free to contact me i am more than happy to set up a informal and casual cooking demo with you so you can experience the brand and and thank you jill thank you so much for having me on your show i really appreciate it You're welcome. This has been great. Thank you so much. And I'll talk to you soon, Rhea. All right. Talk to you. Bye. So I hope you enjoyed that talk with Rhea today. I know that I did. She's a wonderful resource. And so is a Toro Appliance here in Connecticut. And I'm sure if you don't live in the area, you have a local appliance center that's probably similar. So really a big takeaway is that, you know, when you're moving into much bigger space, there's an automatic thought that it will be better. And it, and it very well may be. But sometimes things that already existed might not have been laid out efficiently for you and your family. So it's always good to just rethink it. If you do need to replace any appliances, it's good to do some research and think about what you may need and appliances we want to install for a while. So, you know, the technology is up and coming and probably here to stay. So that may not be a bad thing to have in an appliance, even if you're not going to or planning to use that feature right now. But the other thing is there's modifications you can make to a kitchen space that don't necessarily mean a complete gutting of them. You know, cabinets can be painted, hardware can be replaced, Sometimes it's a situation like in my kitchen, the cabinets can stay, but the island needed to go. The island was just a poor design. So, you know, it really can vary. And there's things you can do on budget that make improvements, even sometimes changing out your faucet 
makes a difference. So keep all those little things in mind. And certainly if you are planning any type of complete renovation, there's lots of things to consider and just have a good plan in place and you know really think about how you use the kitchen and also you know now that we are home more probably even if you weren't much of a cook before you might be becoming one (laughs) so i hope you enjoyed this all the resources will be listed in the show notes and i look forward to seeing you next week because next week we actually get into cooking so i'll see you here with your coffee or your cocktail from my home to yours have a great one So I hope you're enjoying this show. I know for me, it's been amazing and I love connecting with all the guests I've had on and connecting with you, the audience. So it's still a young podcast. And so in celebration of that, I want to announce a second giveaway promotion. I am gonna be giving away one of my online one-to-one digital services. It is a $500 value. It is ideal to help you if you are moving and need to start getting some decorating done for your home. So all you have to do to win is subscribe, rate, and review this show, and I will pick someone at random. It will probably be selected within the next four to six weeks. So make sure you subscribe, rate, and review. I would love to hear from you, and I hope you're enjoying the show. Thank you so much. Thanks for listening to this episode of Welcome Home to the Suburbs. Head over to jillcalmaninteriors.com to learn more about designing a beautiful new home while minimizing the stress of moving. See you back here next week.